Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20. The 10, the 5, touchdown! Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And I wanted to get to know the Jets' newest running back, Brees Hall, a little bit better beyond the X's and O's. So I went to somebody who knows Brees Hall very well, called all of his games when he was at Iowa State, the voice of the Iowa State Cyclones on the radio, Mr. John Walters. John, thanks so much for coming on the show, sir. Hey, Scott, no problem. Uh, One of my favorite topics, Brees Hall. It's a lot of people's favorite topics, including his mother, who he has a very close relationship with. And I wanted to start there, if we could, John. LaRonda McDaniel, his mother, raves Brees and his sister by herself, at least at the beginning. She's a flight attendant for Delta, so she was traveling around a lot, but she always made time to be there for her kids, gave them everything she could. And Brees Hall has talked many times about being a mama's boy and how tight their relationship is. They lived in Nebraska until Brees Hall was 10 years old. And then they moved to Kansas, to Wichita, where she ended up marrying Jeff Smith, who's a former Nebraska running back and a former NFL player. And they started a new life there. And Jeff Smith would play a huge role in Brees Hall's life as well. Brees Hall's mom talked about how she was at all of Brees' games, never missed any of them. In fact, there was one important game in high school when she missed the flight. She had to find a way to get a connecting flight as quickly as possible, drove two hours as fast as she could to get there, got there just after the half 
And Brees Hall, who had had a bad first half, saw his mother, and it was almost like Popeye eating spinach. Boom, the light bulb went off. He ended up with over 200 yards rushing and three touchdowns. He says his mom always gives him that sense of strength. She said that even though she had to raise Brees and his sister by herself, she felt like she could have raised five more of them because that's how good of a kid Brees was. Never gave her any trouble. And in the rare instances where she had to reprimand him for something, he felt so bad about it that it was almost like he was punishing himself. She said he was like her little Einstein, very smart kid, did well in school, never got into trouble. And he was a dream, more or less, for a parent. So tell me a little bit more about this relationship, because I'm sure that Brees has spoken about it many times. Yeah, that is uh, that is a dream scenario for any parent. I'll say that as a parent for sure. <laughs> um, but, you know, absolutely a very close relationship. And there's no question, she was very present at all of Iowa State's games. And, you know, when Brees uh, broke the NCAA, where the FBS record, with a uh, touchdown run in his 20, I think it was 25th consecutive game. Uh, the first thing he did was say a quick prayer in the end zone, you know, get congratulated by his teammates, but then he ran the game ball over and, and handed it to her and gave her a huge hug and um, just a really special relationship. And, you know, it's, it's funny because Iowa State's last, you know, great running back, David Montgomery, very similar situation. He had a very cr- close relationship with his mother um, and, and so I, I think that's a really special and unique thing in Brees' life. And, um, you know, it, it gives him a lot to be excited about. He's close to his sister as well. And then obviously Jeff Smith has really helped him with kind of understanding the, the landscape of what he was getting himself into with college football and now trying to adapt to the NFL level. So just a really good family, a good fit. And um, I, I think Brees will continue to lean on his family. I don't think that's something that's going to go away with his move to the NFL. And, um, you know, he was, he was a terrific athlete in high school, great basketball player, and uh, really a very good football player uh, in Wichita, who, you know, all of a sudden toward the end of his career was really stacking up some numbers. And after Iowa State was the first offer, many more came calling. And, you know, Michigan and Nebraska, where Jeff played, um, uh, there were a lot of offers out there for, for Brees, but he really had a strong relationship with Matt Campbell. And I think it tells you that Brees is kind of a relationships guy. We talked about the relationship with his family, but he, he felt a real close connection to Matt Campbell and the coaching staff at Iowa State. So that, you know, is ultimately what led him to becoming a cyclone. John, I want to come back to all that with Matt Campbell and the recruiting process and all of that because there's a fascinating story behind all of that. But first, I want to talk a little bit more about Jeff Smith, who you brought up. Jeff Smith would become Brees Hall's stepfather when he was 10 years old. The family moved to Wichita to be with Jeff, and he immediately struck up a connection with Brees Hall. Apparently got his foot in the door with Brees by getting him a nice pair of sneakers. That was all it took, and Brees warmed up to him, and he really became that ever-present father figure in his life that was really important and would pay dividends down the line in terms of, as you said, his maturation, not just as an athlete but as a young man. Football was in his blood, though. In addition to Jeff Smith, who was in his blood, but obviously a very big influence on him, what people don't know necessarily is that one of the greatest running backs of all time is a cousin of his, Roger Craig, former 49ers running back. And so there was thought that with Jeff being in the picture and with football being in the blood, that eventually Brees Hall was going to gravitate towards football as his path. But for a while, as you said, he was a really good basketball player, and that's what he wanted to do at first. He kept saying he wanted to be an NBA player, but eventually in Wichita, the light bulb went on because the first two years when he was there, he was okay. 
he was fine. But that third year when he was a junior, after his coach Steve Martin had pulled him aside and said, Brees, you have a chance to be really, really good, but you got to work. You got to put in the time. You got to get stronger. You got to be faster. You got to put in every ounce of energy you have into this. And he did. And all of a sudden, he started to put up these eye-popping numbers that you mentioned, John. And this is where Iowa State gets into the picture. But before we get to that, I just thought it was fascinating here that Brees Hall, because we'll see this again with Iowa State when we get to what happened with Matt Campbell his freshman year, was somebody that always had that natural ability. But sometimes it took somebody to go up to him and light a fire under him. But once that fire was lit, boom, it was off to the races. And that's what we saw here when he became a star his junior year in high school at Wichita. Yeah, and Roger Craig from Davenport, little Iowa connection there for uh, for Brees' uh, relationships and past. But um, yeah, then you're exactly right, kind of lighting a fire under Brees. I think that he's a guy who is much better when he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. And I think we've seen that throughout his career, and I think we'll continue to see that throughout his career, especially with him going in the second round of the draft. Uh, I, I think he's got that chip on his shoulder right now, but uh, absolutely. I, I, I think Jeff Smith was a, was a critical part. You know, Jeff was a really good football player himself at mm-hmm. Nebraska and, you know, he was on the cover of sports illustrated and, uh, and had a very good career as you went, mentioned, went on to play in the NFL. And so just that knowledge of, you know, what's involved in it, I think was really valuable for Brees, but bigger than that, as you mentioned, just, you know, having that father figure in his life, having somebody who we know he could count on, uh, seeing that that this was a man who who made his mother happy, and that makes him happy, you know. And Brees Brees wanted more than anything for his his family to be happy, and uh, you know you've mentioned just what a what a model type of kid he is. I I, I think he's got a huge heart. Um, relationships are extremely important to him, and and I think that's why this all kind of played out the way it did. And. Uh, yeah, when Brees when Brees really took off in high school, he really took off. And and as you're probably about to go there, same thing kind of happened at Iowa State about midway through his freshman year. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say: your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over a hundred social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S. excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. John, it's funny you brought up the Sports Illustrated cover for Jeff Smith because that was something that he always held over Brees as bragging rights, although he has since said that Brees has obviously shattered all of his numbers and now he can just look at his faded glory of that Sports Illustrated cover and realize that Brees is going (laughs) to eclipse anything he ever did. But Brees Hall winding up at Iowa State is a fascinating story, John, and it happened in one of the weirdest ways that you could ever imagine. Iowa State's assistant director of scouting at the time was a guy named Taylor Mouser, who I believe is now a member of Matt Campbell's coaching staff at Iowa State. And what he used to do, because Iowa State is at a bit of a disadvantage when you're talking about going up against the big boys like Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, USC, so on and so forth, is he would go to Max Preps, which is a scouting prep service, and he would search different areas of the country that were close by to Iowa. So Kansas is a neighboring state and he would look at the smaller schools and just see who was putting up eye popping numbers. And then from there he would take those kids names and he would put it into huddle, which is H U D L. It's a service where a lot of these prospects will have their highlight film. So you can go and you can watch their tape. And so he did this for a bunch of kids. And then when he saw Brees Hall, he saw that he had 2000 yards rushing and he said, Oh, this kid's numbers look interesting popped in his tape and couldn't believe what he saw. This is what he had to say about the first time he watched Brees Hall on tape from his high school in Wichita. I clicked his tape and he had two hook and ladder touchdowns and the nicest one-handed catch I'd ever seen. I'm seeing him break off like 10 kids. It was the most incredible running back highlight tape I'd seen since I was in Toledo and I realized, oh my God, I've discovered the next Kareem Hunt. And so he's sitting there saying, I can't believe I found this kid. How has nobody else found him? And he goes to the head coach at Brees Hall's high school in Wichita, Steve Martin. And he says, what's going on here? Is anybody else recruiting him? And he said, no. He said, well, why not? Does he have off the field trouble, bad grades? What's happening here? And Martin said, to be honest with you, I have absolutely no idea. He's one of my favorite players. He's great. Everybody should be recruiting him. He's one of the best football players I've ever seen. And so Mouser at this point thinks this is almost too good to be true. And he decides he has to do what Iowa State coaches and recruiters do when they want to put somebody in their crosshairs in terms of making a full court press to go out and get somebody. And he goes to the head of football ops who was from Ohio. And he said, I know exactly how I'm going to get this guy on board because he was from Ohio. He said, you remember I was in Toledo with Kareem Hunt. I found the next Kareem Hunt. We got to go get this kid. So he said, okay, let's take a look at his tape. They watched the tape together. They were blown away. Next thing you know, Matt Campbell gets brought into the picture. So I thought this was amazing because this is the kind of story that is truly remarkable for a smaller school. Because I know Iowa State now has some more notoriety in large part because of what Brees Hall helped that program do. But when you're going up against these big teams, you almost have to do this needle in a haystack type of thing, which is what Mouser had done to Fine Hall in the first place. 
And it was almost like a eureka moment. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I found this kid. How has nobody else seen him? It reminds me of the movie Major League when they discover Pedro Serrano and he's just jacking home runs out of there. And it's like, how did nobody else find this guy? So that's what they did. They uncovered a hidden treasure here with Brees Hall. Now, as we're going to get to, John, other schools would get into the mix. But this was quite the find for Iowa State. No question. And that's really the way that Matt Campbell has built the Iowa State program. They find the guys that are a little bit under the radar that aren't on everybody's wish list. And, you know, the number one thing that Matt talks about when when he evaluates recruits, the number one thing he's looking at is guys who love football, players who love the game, can't get enough of it, want to work hard, want to want to progress and develop into something special. And so a lot of times when Matt and his staff look at players, they might only have some Mac offers or maybe some other low, lower major offers. Uh, and then Iowa State will be the first high major to offer them. And then what typically will happen is because there's a lot of respect for Matt, Matt Campbell, his staff, and their ability to evaluate players is that when they do that, a lot of others notice and then the offers come flowing in. But there's a real advantage to being the first one to, to offer a kid at the Power 5 level because you always have that notch in your belt where you can say, we believed in you before anybody else did. And I think Iowa State's very good at that, at identifying players. And, uh, yeah, Taylor Mauser's been a huge part of that, going to Skip Ravenex, saying, hey, what do you think? Like, consensus was there, and then go to Matt Campbell. And once they do, uh, they're really good at establishing relationships. And we talked about how important relationships are to Breeze. And so, you know, the fact that Iowa State got its foot in the door established a good relationship. They did the exact same thing with Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. You know, Brock Purdy was not a guy that was heavily recruited. He had a Boise State offer, a couple other offers, and all of a sudden he blew up and had a great senior year. And at the very tail end of the recruiting window, uh, where most of the classes were completely committed, all of a sudden Brock Purdy had this relationship with Iowa State, and then all of a sudden Texas A&M and Alabama came calling. But Brock Purdy had already established a relationship with Matt Campbell, and he came to Iowa State, and he's the most productive quarterback in school history. So this staff has a real knack for doing that. They certainly did that with Brees. And I think they also have a great ability to identify running back talent. They know what they're looking back for in that running back room. You know, you look at – you mentioned Kareem Hunt at Toledo, and he wasn't the only good running back at Toledo. There were some others. They had a lot of exceptional running backs. I know because Iowa State played them a couple times. Uh, then, then when he got to Iowa State, you know, you go get David Montgomery, becomes an NFL running back, a starter with the Chicago Bears. Kane Wangu, who's uh, an excellent kick returner and running back for the Minnesota Vikings, never started really at Iowa State. He played behind David Montgomery and Brees Hall, but he was a fourth-round pick. And then now you've got Brees himself. And so uh, th- there's a pretty good lineage there of Iowa State being able to do a nice job evaluating running back talent. And certainly they had a home run with Brees Hall. Like you said, John, they were the first, but they certainly weren't going to be the last because Iowa State made their official offer on November 21st, 2017. Kansas State finds out about it two weeks later and makes an offer. Then all of a sudden, Nebraska, where as we said, Jeff Smith went and there were ties because he was from there originally. Louisville, Minnesota, Kansas, and Iowa all got into the mix. Then even Michigan, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. So all of a sudden... All of the biggest programs in the country are going after Brees Hall, but still he ends up going to Iowa State. And why did that happen? Because as you said, John, Brees Hall is a relationship guy. Matt Campbell is a relationship guy. 
it was just a perfect fit for both of them. And what Matt Campbell understood about Brees Hall is that not only is he a relationship guy, but you want to build relationships with not just Brees, but his family, because that's what means the most to him. So Matt Campbell developed a relationship with Brees Hall's mother, his sister, and Jeff Smith, and that really helped sell Brees Hall on it. In fact, here's what Matt Campbell had to say. If a player is about all the bells and whistles, we know pretty fast we're going to move on because we can't compete with that. After several visits had been taken that spring by Brees Hall, and he saw some of those bells and whistles, he decided that he liked Campbell's approach better. And as you said, because they built that relationship, he felt comfortable Hall said, all the glitz and glamour, that stuff is cool, but it's not for me. I wanted to think long term. I wanted to be somewhere where I would be comfortable with people that I would be comfortable with. And he went to his mom and she said to him, where are you thinking about going? And he said, are you going to be mad at me if I don't go to Nebraska? And she said, no, of course not. And he said, okay, I think I want to go to Iowa State. And she said, that's great. I love Iowa State. I love Coach Campbell. So the family was all in on this. Brees Hall really liked the fit there at Iowa State. And as you said, that relationship began to build between Matt Campbell and Brees Hall and his family. And again, it's important to emphasize it wasn't just Brees Hall. It was his family, too. Yeah, I think that's critical. And, and you know, Matt understands you don't just recruit the kid. You do recruit the family. It's, it's very much a family atmosphere. And everybody's going to say that. OK, I get it. Everybody, every college program is going to say we have a family atmosphere. But if you ask the Iowa State players, they'll to a to T, they're going to line up and say that because it, it is a, a huge part of what Iowa State's done to be successful. And I think another thing about that situation that uh, tells you a lot about Brees is that Iowa State had gone after another really good running back, a guy that was even rated a little bit higher than Brees coming out of high school and Jirel Brock out of Quincy, Illinois. And they had a commitment from Jirel and they got Brees, they got them both. And Jirel's still here. He's not, he's a, he's a kid who's played behind Brees for the last couple of years. And he's got the first crack at being the starting running back now this year. But I think that tells you about both those young men and how they weren't afraid of competition. And that's one thing that, that is also great about Brees. He's not going to, he's not going to shy away from competition. And as we've talked about, if he can get a little chip on his shoulder, he can, he can really do some special things. And so, you know, when he first got to campus and, and was uh, trying to work his way into the rotation, it didn't happen maybe as quickly as he would have hoped. Although uh, when he did burst onto the scene, there was no looking back, but uh, he was not afraid to, to, to face that competition of a guy that was more highly rated than he was coming into Iowa state, but Brees believed in himself. And I think that paid off handsomely. LaRonda McDaniel, Brees Hall's mother said that, even though, of course, it was upsetting to her to see her son go away, she was at peace because she trusted Coach Campbell, and that was very important to her. So it wasn't just Brees Hall who trusted Coach Campbell. As we said, it was his entire family, including especially his mother, who was the most important one in the equation. He gets to Iowa State, and he's wearing number 28 as a tribute to his stepfather, Jeff Smith, who wore number 28 in college and when he was in the NFL. And so he's there as a freshman, and it's frustrating for him because I guess in practice he wasn't really standing out, and he only had one carry the first couple of games. And after the first few games, Matt Campbell calls him into his office and he says, Brees, I'm going to level with you. This is the week that you are either going to break out or we are going to redshirt you because we're not going to waste an entire season here. So get your act together 
and get out there and show us something during practice and show us something during the game. And so Brees Hall said, okay, coach, you got it. And as we said, John, lighten that fire. When he's got a chip on his shoulder, that's when Brees Hall's at his best. He rose to that challenge. He had 132 yards rushing, and he just tore up the opposing defense. And that was where the legend of Brees Hall in college began. Now, we're going to get to his sophomore season in a second. But this was Matt Campbell laying down the gauntlet. And Brees Hall very easily, as an 18-year-old kid, could have been offended by this. It could have made him shrink into his shell. It could have really upset him to the point where he wasn't able to perform. But instead, he took it as a challenge from somebody he trusted. And he rose to that challenge and he performed to the highest level possible. This was just the beginning for Brees Hall. But again, that relationship between Campbell and Hall, both trusting each other, being honest with each other, and Hall being able to be at his best when challenged and when he has that chip on his shoulder, a consistent theme here for the young running back. Yeah, I think one thing that Matt Campbell has always said at, at Iowa State is, I would much rather play a guy too late than too early. Uh, Matt does not want to put a guy on the field in a big role before he's ready for it because he wants him to, when he goes on the field for the first time in a really big role, to have success and, and build confidence. And Matt absolutely knew that he had something special in Brees Hall. There's no doubt, as you mentioned earlier, with Taylor Mauser and Skip Rabinick and everybody who looked at the tape going, wow, you know, they <laughs> they knew that Brees was an extremely talented running back. But Matt also is a, a guy who will not force him into duty just, just to say, I did it. Uh, he, he's going to maybe plant that seed in, in the head of the kid. And, you know, I, I think that worked beautifully. He put that little chip on his shoulder, challenged him, uh, and Matt loves, as I mentioned, guys who love football, love to compete against themselves, love to compete against others and and challenge themselves. And, you know, he found he found a kid that was really willing to do that. And I think with Brees, some of the little nuances of the game maybe took a little longer to develop. You know, when you're when you're coming out of high school, uh, the blocking isn't as big a deal. It is at the college level. You've got to be great at picking up blitzes. And, you know, Brees was challenged in that regard and came along beautifully in that in that area catching the ball out of the backfield really improved in that area. And so he became such a well-rounded player that once he got in the lineup and started doing the things, you mentioned the breakout game at West Virginia, he followed it up with another huge game against Texas Tech the next week. And it was like, okay, he's off and running and there's no stopping him now. Um, but but th those challenges, I think, are what led to all of that taking place. And um, yeah, he, he was ready for it when the moment struck. You want to talk about another instance of having a chip on your shoulder and it helping your performance. When he was at Wichita Northwest High School, Hall was there for four years and Oklahoma would come to see Marcus Hicks, who was a four-star defensive lineman. And when they were there, Steve Martin, the head coach who we talked about before, would tell Lincoln Riley and his staff, you really should take a look at my running back, Brees Hall. This kid is amazing. He would be great on Oklahoma. And they more or less ignored him. Well, Brees Hall remembered that. He remembered that very well. And he put up over 290 yards in his first two games against Oklahoma. We know he punished them routinely. Hall said, some schools that didn't recruit me, even to this day, I still take it as disrespect. So I think that he may carry that mentality into the NFL because remember, every team in the NFL passed on him since he was a second-round pick. So he's going to probably be looking to punish them the way he punished Oklahoma. I, I don't think there's any doubt. He's made that checklist in his mind. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> he has. And, you know, it's funny you brought that story up because, you know, Charlie Kohler, Iowa State's uh, 
three-time All-American tight end who's now with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, same deal. I mean, he grew up in Norman. He grew up an Oklahoma fan. He grew up admiring Mark Andrews and, you know, and never got a sniff from Oklahoma and, and ends up coming to Iowa State and having a tremendous career and won the academic Heisman this year as well. So, you know, those, another example of an underlooked guy, uh, overlooked guy, I should say, being a success story under Matt Campbell. And, um, yeah, that's, that's you know, that different things motivate different people. And I think when somebody tells you you can't do something, if you're a competitive person, you can't wait to prove to them that you can. And I think back to Iowa State, you know, beating Oklahoma in Ames and what a huge role Brees played in that game. Uh, he was absolutely terrific, uh, breaking tackles, uh, just when it looked like there was absolutely nothing there, making something happen. And I think by that time, everybody realized, hey, Iowa State's hit on something pretty special here. But it was too late for anybody else to do anything about it. And, uh, you know, the beat went on for Priest, and it just continued right throughout his career. And what's interesting about Brees Hall, too, is that for as good of a player as he is, he seems to be abnormally humble because somebody who was a Heisman Trophy frontrunner at one point, getting all this national attention, breaking all these records, you'd think he might be out there bragging or being a little brash. No, nothing like that. The same kid who in high school delayed getting his driver's license because he enjoyed the time he spent with his mother when she dropped him off at school in the morning is the same kid who, when asked about his success, would routinely deflect and talk about his teammates and how the only reason his success was possible is because all of them were there. And then he would go on to name each one of them one by one. Also, whenever people would get involved trying to pump him up, he would put the brakes on it. I thought this was a fascinating story. LaRonda McDaniel said that she and her daughter and a bunch of the family members were passing around information on Facebook trying to get people to vote for Brees for the Heisman Trophy. And Brees called her and said, Mom, really, please, you don't need to do that. And she said, I'm just trying to help. And he said, Mom, really, I'm not focused on that. It's not that important. Please, you don't need to do that. So most people would not be taking that approach, but it's really incredible how grounded he stayed throughout all of this. Yeah, and he got my vote uh, his sophomore <laughs> year. He absolutely got my vote. Uh, I saw him on a week-to-week basis. And I think that's the thing with Brees is that if you just see him once, you know, you might say, well, that kid's pretty good. But when you gain an appreciation for Brees Hall is when you watch him week after week after week and you see him doing the same things every single week. I saw him, I mentioned him setting the FBS record for most consecutive weeks with a rushing touchdown. That's a reflection of that consistency that I'm talking about with Brees. He brought it every single week against great competition. And so uh, absolutely, you know, uh, but he is a guy that understands the importance of that football is a team game. You know, and, and my all-time favorite running back growing up in Chicago, Walter Payton, mm-hmm. uh, was the exact same way. You know, he would always uh, deflect back to his offensive line. They open up the holes. And, you know, one thing about Brees, you mentioned earlier, too, was that when he came into Iowa State, he wore the number 28. Well, Iowa State ha- had only had a couple number 28s in Troy and Darren Davis. Uh, Troy in the College Football Hall of Fame um, – as a running back who was the only running back in the history of college football until Jonathan Taylor did it to rush for 2000 yards in back-to-back seasons and was a runner up in the Heisman trophy race himself. And so there was kind of, even though Iowa state hadn't retired the number, uh, it raised a few eyebrows when Brees came to Iowa state and wanted to wear the number 28. Um, and, and, and some people were critical at first, but man, once they saw him in action, they're like, Hey, he has lived up 
to, uh, to the number 28 and it was very deserving of it. Even, even Troy Davis, uh, it, you know, admitted, Hey man, this guy, he, he's worthy of wearing my number. So, uh, but Brees is, he's a, he's a confident, but humble kid. And that's a really good combination. I think to have success. As you said, John, watching Brees Hall up close routinely is something that really videotape can't do justice to. You have to watch him up close in person to really get a feel for him. And obviously, you know that better than most. Roy Johnson, who Brees Hall grew up with and they played running back together in Wichita, he talked about this. He said watching Brees Hall on the field up close was something that you just couldn't replicate in any other way. There was just something special about seeing him up close. And Matt Campbell talked about how if you were to ask him and the rest of the staff what their favorite Brees Hall play was or their favorite Brees Hall game, it's almost impossible for them to come up with just one. Campbell talked about how there was a play against Kansas State where he made a defender miss along the sidelines. He barely stayed in bounds, but he leaped up in the air, landed on his feet, and then was off to the races for a 33-yard touchdown. And Campbell said to offensive coordinator Tom Manning on the headset right afterwards, man, if that was either one of us, we're blowing out a hip. <laughs> so it just shows you <laughs> how much different he was. Campbell also said sometimes it's just a football move, but sometimes it just comes to him. The great ones sometimes will just let their natural ability take over. Yeah, I think that's so true. And, you know, there were a lot of guys that were tackling ghosts when, when Brees Hall was playing. And, you know, you look at him and you say, okay, what's his strength? And to me, his strength is that he doesn't have a weakness. You know, he, he as I mentioned, became a uh, a much better blocker over the course of his career, picking up blitzes and helping out his quarterback in protection. Became an excellent uh, pass receiver, uh, catching the ball out of the backfield. And then when you talk about him just as a straight runner, you know, strength, speed, durability, vision, hips. I mean, he, he has everything. And so, you know, I'm not trying to put him up on a pedestal and say, hey, he's going to be the uh, NFL MVP in year one. I don't want to. I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him, but man, he was special here and, and, and everybody knew it. And uh, you know, there's a reason why he scored so many touchdowns. They gave him the ball. They fed him. You know, he, he had a high usage uh, at Iowa state, but he never got hurt. Um, And he just had the ability to not only have great vision and strength and speed, but patience, you know, Le'Veon Bell, a guy who played for the jets who, uh, you know, had that great ability when he was in his prime of, you know, just kind of waiting that half a second for the hole to develop and then exploding through it. That's what Brees does so well. And there were a lot of comparisons made in that regard because he had that ability and, and will continue to have that ability to just wait that little half second. So many running backs just want to explode through the hole. And sometimes that works great and, and you get big gains because of it. But a lot of times, you know, your six or seven yard run could have been a 20 yard run if you had waited a, a half second more for, for one more block to be made. And Brees has that vision and that ability to, to have that patience and wait. And I, I think we saw that time and time again. Uh, and, and as a result of that, maybe some people thought, well, I don't think he's that fast uh, because he wasn't always exploding through the hole. But man, when you saw what he ran at the 40 at the combine, you realized, okay, he, he's fast. And I never saw anybody catch him on the football field. So uh, in pads, I think even faster. 
John, it sounds like the Jets are getting a great football player and a great kid in Brees Hall, but it's going to be a little different for him here because he's coming into a locker room that's really trying to build a special culture. Robert Sala and Joe Douglas have talked about how they want guys that have winning attitudes, that are positive, that love football. Sounds like he certainly fits the bill there, but he's coming from Iowa State and having grown up in Nebraska and Wichita and coming to New York City, the Big Apple, bright lights, all of that. Do you think there's going to be any kind of trouble for him in any way, either on the field, in the locker room, or just adapting to the culture here in the New York area? I would be absolutely stunned if if Brees fell into any of those traps because it's just not who he is. You know, now never say never, but I just feel like the bright lights are not going to affect Brees Hall. I, I think you're talking about culture and what the Jets are trying to do. And, you know, you think about the culture that, that Brees Hall just came from. And it's funny, he never, you know, he never lost a game to Texas. He, he beat them three years in a row. And Texas has all the five-star guys. Okay, and Brees had a great quote that is on every uh, locker at, at Iowa State, believe me, uh, when, when they beat Texas one year and really beat them pretty thoroughly. And he, he said after the game, it's five-star players versus five-star culture. You know, and and so he's he's familiar with the idea of having a great culture and how important and critical that is to team success. Brees is all about team success. And no, I think he will be on the straight and narrow, be very excited to go to work every day and and try to, again, prove himself to all those teams that passed on him in the first round. Because, you know, 15 years ago, Brees is without a doubt a top 15 draft choice in the NFL. Everybody acknowledges that, but that doesn't mean that that chip isn't still squarely planted on Brees' shoulder because he didn't go in the first round to go out and prove to everybody, hey, uh, look what you missed out on by not drafting me. So I, I think he'll be very focused, tunnel vision, uh, and will people in New York are, are going to absolutely love him. He, he's a great personality, uh, will play within the team concept, and can help the Jets get better. And, you know, that's the thing. I, I think it, as that – organization continues to grow and obviously had an outstanding draft and he joins a good running backs room with Michael Carter and some really good players. I, I think he'll fit right in and, and those guys will love him just like uh, the Iowa state running backs room loved Reese, even though he was the guy he was getting all the carries. Those other guys absolutely adored him. So, you know, it, it's going to be fun to watch it all unfold. I can't wait to see it. He'll have no bigger fan than me sitting in, in Ankeny, Iowa, watching anything he, he gets, he'll have earned. I, I can guarantee you that. John, I'll tell you what. If you ever want to take a flight out here for any reason and watch Brees Hall in the Jets uniform, you hit me up and I will take you for the best pizza you've ever had. How about that? Man, I'm fired up about that. Hey, I was born in Bronxville, so, you know, I'm not that far off and uh, (laughs) (laughs) might have to make it out there and and give it a shot. That would be awesome. Looking forward to it. I hope we see you out here sometime soon watching Brees Hall right up close and personal the way that you did for three years at Iowa State. John Walters, play-by-play announcer for the Iowa State Cyclones radio broadcast. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us this insight on Brees Hall. For those that want to check out what you're doing, follow you on social media and all that, how can they do that? Uh, I'm just on Twitter. I'm not a I'm not not a Facebook guy or uh, Instagram. So I uh, just do Twitter. It's uh, JW Cyclones TV. So um, yeah, I, I I look forward to seeing reaction to Jets fans when they get to see uh, how Brees plays. I think they're going to thoroughly enjoy this young man, and uh, I think it was an outstanding pick by your organization. Can't wait to see him play. I'm really excited to watch him on the field. Make sure you follow John on Twitter. 
And check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns of the Jets' 2022 draft picks, including Brees Hall. So make sure that you watch those videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, mugs, caps, hoodies. It's all there, tpublic.com. That's tee And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power. Loyalty. And luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.